get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. Welcome, everybody, to the Ectoplasm Show. I am your host, Josh Hurd, uh, and I've got a couple guests with me uh, for this episode. This is episode number 30, so we've made it. We've made it this far. I, I consider it a milestone that we have done this. Um, and sitting across from me is uh, my wife, who is more engrossed in her computer, it seems, right now uh, than anything else. But she she is here. You want to say hi? Hi, everybody. <laughs> okay, that's nice. And then also joining us uh, on the phone, I have my good friend Jason Kupsik. Uh, he lives in the Kansas City area. Uh, and I talked about Jason a little bit in the last episode as well, but uh, welcome to both of you. Thank you. So, I'm excited to get into talking about stuff with you. You're excited now. <laughs> We spent an hour on the phone earlier just talking about stuff. I that think. is true. And it, it was a very, very good conversation. I think. Yeah, so do I. Um, but yeah, when we were on the phone earlier, uh, you and I were talking about this whole thing uh, that, you know, people in the paranormal community have, have started to dub para-unity. And hashtag we're, parainity. Hashtag parainity, right? <laughs> and so we're talking about all this fun stuff and how, I don't know, it's just such a touchy subject for a lot of people. Um, and a lot of other radio shows aren't going to touch it. They're not going to touch the subject, but that's not us. That's not me because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a, a big issue and I think it needs to be addressed because in my mind as as it sits right now I don't I don't really see a thing I don't I don't consider parity even a, an active thing at all not in the sense of what they the, whoever originally came up with the terminology and what everybody thinks it's a little bit differently but I don't think what it is now is what it should be for sure. Right. Now, and I mean, the idea itself of para-unity, um, you know, for those of you that, that might not know what it is, I mean, we're talking about, you know, all of us in the paranormal community coming together and actively trying to, because we're all ultimately after the same thing, and we're all trying to, to gain the same amount of information. So why the hell can't we work together on this? And it seems like we we spend more time bashing other people's things and, you know, quote-unquote evidence or, or even their methods 
Um, well, that's for me. My picture when I look at paranormal unity, what I think of is and not necessarily the sense that everybody worked working together. That uh, in the sense of always working with another group or whatever. It's more of getting rid of the negativity out there. More of um, if you the old term if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Exactly. Exactly. And I think. I don't know. Like, I posed this uh, this little scenario to my wife uh, earlier, and I said, "Look, if I were to post something uh, online, and you know, I I called it what I considered to be evidence or or something, you know, that at least might raise an eyebrow, um, and I presented it to uh, people, maybe on something like Facebook, a genre like that." And then, you know, the, the remainder of the, the paranormal community, you know, half are like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And the other half is like, oh, my God, nice, nice piece of dust. Or uh, that's just this light reflecting off of this. Or it could be this. Or you're just a faker. Or you're a phony or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of that that goes on. There's a ton yeah. of that that goes on. However, well, like if, if, if the... If those same people that were ripping my shit apart, if the same people then posted something very similar, if not the same, that would be like the holy grail of evidence to them. Yeah. So what's, uh, you know, well, where... There's a difference between um, debunking something or suggesting that something might be something else. Exactly. And, and attacking the person. Or then attacking the person, you know. There's a big difference between having an open mind and giving your opinion, and actively trying to make that person feel bad for what they think they might have found. Exactly, and I do think that there is a lot of that. There's a lot of bashing going on out there, and I mean, I even posed the same question to you um, earlier when we were talking. I said, um, you know, if there was somebody who may not have been into the paranormal necessarily and they posted something as more or less like a question hey everybody what do you think about this and they start ripping him apart what are the what are the odds that he's ever going to post anything ever again uh really low unless I mean, probably that when i became a paranormal investigator you don't even have to be a paranormal investigator, but when I started getting into it, you you are you, it's it the same with anything. When you start getting into something, you're looking for an opinion from the outside, and if that first opinion is all somebody giving you shit for your stuff, right, you're not going to want to keep doing it. Which is terrible. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's honestly driving more people away from this field than anything. Um, and I mean, even, um, you know, going into you, uh, Jason, like, you were very, very active in the paranormal community for quite some time, and then you kind of took some time off. Yeah, I did. Did, you know, was... Um, was that anything to do with that? Like, you taking the time off, was it just to basically get away or just kind of clear your head? 
Well, there's many, many different reasons, but part of part of it was um, just the negativity I saw online. Not not even necessarily directed at me. Right. Um, you know, I there was other reasons why I uh, wanted to slow down for a little bit and take a break. And up until two months ago, I was considering just not coming back. I even posted on Facebook that I was going to shut down the website and not do it anymore. But then I realized that I don't have to worry about what other people think of it. I never really worried about it before, right. but I always kind of thought I had to do things a certain way because that was what people thought they should be done. And that's, I think that's what's really hard about it, is if, if you do something in a different manner or in a different approach... That doesn't necessarily make it wrong by any means. It's just a new approach. Yeah. None of us know exactly what we're doing. I mean, psychics may know something. They may feel something, able to see something, but they can't show somebody that. You're absolutely right. So nobody, nobody really knows. Yeah, that's the and, thing. And is the broad sense of the term, what they're doing. Right. There's there's really no such thing as an expert in this field. Yeah. Because we, we don't know enough for for there to be experts. There's certainly people that have been doing it longer and that may have experienced yeah. more. Now, do you think then... Um, do you think that the idea of paranormal unity... Is is plausible or even possible? I think whether we call it paranormal unity or not, there are definitely things that we can do to to get rid of the negative negative stuff because that's the real problem. Right. It's all the uh, the bashing. <laughs> yeah. When I was taking my break from the paranormal, I joined another online community. I joined the outdoor slash bushcraft nature community where I was going out in the woods and which is another passion of mine and making videos of me doing stuff on the woods, hikes, camping, this kind of stuff. Right. There's a, a online community just as big as the paranormal community in that but they you know, like any other group, they have trolls, they have people that post things that aren't nice or or whatever, not supportive. Sure. But I would say in that field it's 98% support and 2% of the negative people. And I think I would post them, that would be enough to for that 2% to be weeded out eventually. You know, they'll, yeah. they'll run out of steam sooner than later. But when I would post videos of, of me out in the woods doing something, I would have 10 comments within an hour of people that follow my page just saying... Hey, that's a great video. Nice shot. What did you do? Here's that. I see paranormal videos out there that have been out there for three years that have a zero comment on them. Yeah, no comments whatsoever. Nothing. That's a simple, easy thing you can do to support. It takes five seconds after you watch a video. Hey, nice job. Keep up the good work. Even right. if you don't agree with their tactics, or you, as long as they're not like doing anything criminal in the videos, exactly. I don't see why you can't show them support. Yeah, I mean, if it shows them, like, breaking windows and, you know, like, vandalizing yeah. a place, 
like we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, I I would definitely have something to say about that. But I mean, if they were out there, you know, actively investigating, they're asking questions. You know, they they're using equipment and they're doing all this stuff that we all do. What what the hell's the problem with that? Yeah, well, they definitely, you know, a lot of them have the views. They have, you know, 500 to 1,000, maybe 1,500 views on it. Sure. Which, you know, that's support in a way, but there's no feedback there. There's nothing to say that the, to the person putting it out there, well, why am I putting it out there if nobody's responding to it? Right, exactly. It's crazy stuff, man. Now, do you think... Do you think that I, I know this has been kicked around a few times in uh, in the paranormal world? Having a place to go, having a a specific place to go to share evidence, uh, and you know, get a uh, I don't know, get some others' points of view on it. Like, is that a possibility? Or do you think that it's basically just going to be a whole bunch of haters just ravenous, <laughs> running wild? I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, the only way I think that there would be a, a place on the Internet that would be like that is if you only allowed certain people into that uh, website or whatever. Right. If somebody, like if you, like if Facebook is, uh, notoriously negative because somebody can post a negative comment and actually say whatever they want to say and there's no repercussions for that. Exactly. If, if there was another community on the, online and you know somebody ripped into somebody for something that you know we felt was just being negative, just trying to be an asshole, then they wouldn't be allowed to come back into that website. I think that's a great idea, though. Have like some kind of a, a mediator, like somebody who could watch the site and basically take down any negative comments, and then you know basically I don't know ban them or yeah put them on a I don't know some kind of a weird trial basis. <laughs> like okay, you can't come back to the site for three months. Yeah, you know something. Well, I mean, like that. Other sites already kind of do that in a way, but with with certain things. Sure. So they're able to do that. Um, I wouldn't know how to run, to run a website like that, but I wouldn't have a clue uh, either. <laughs> but I mean, you wouldn't even need somebody watching everything. You would just need to have, you know, let it be known that you, if. Let's say me, if I was on that website and I posted something and I got a really negative comment that was just felt like it was trying to hurt me or whatever, make me feel bad, that I could report it to that person. The person doesn't even have to watch it. Yeah, um, exactly. I think something like that would be good. I think it could be beneficial. Um, but then, you know, it all kind of stems back. We, we still have, in this paranormal community here, we still have this... Uh, this big problem that not a lot of us like to address. And I mean, that's, yes, we have like all the, as you called them trolls, which I fucking love that term, but, um, you know, yeah, we have that, but we also have the problem of not being taken seriously in 
the general scientific community. And I mean, that is like, that is a huge problem. Especially yeah. for all of us out there, you know, who, who try to at least take somewhat of a scientific approach to investigating. Yes. So, how the hell do you get the scientists on board with something like that? Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know, personally. I mean, I've changed my group. When I started my group, I called it a scientific group. Right, and, because I don't there was really only... Think that I'm a, I mean, there was only really two, two options there. Yeah. yeah. Scientific or... Scientific or metaphysical. Right. And then there's ones that, you know, melded both, but... I don't like using that term in what we do. I mean, I, I want it to eventually become science. That would be phenomenal. I don't, I, I, I don't know the scientific method enough to apply it. And I think, I think that's a... I don't know, a general problem with most of us is we wouldn't know how to take the actual scientific method and then apply it to what we do. I would think it would have to be like a long-term thing. If we were to actually do a scientific experience, we'd have to have a controlled space. Which is difficult enough. Yeah, and and, uh, whether you think of a spirit or whatever they might be is attached to a place or not. We, we, we have no way of knowing anything will be there. Um, I don't think we're at that point yet to scientifically, scientifically figure out even how to approach it. Right. And we're I think finding unknown things that we can't explain, which for me is good enough. I don't, I don't feel like I should have to explain it. I just, it out there as something that I don't know what it is. Exactly. And I think, you know, that right there, you know, just the the unanswered questions and the what the hell was that type of thing, you know, that is enough for a lot of us. Um but my wife over here is uh what are you doing now, sweetheart? You're checking your phone. Facebook. You're on Facebook? You're on Facebook? and trying to breathe trying to breathe my wife doesn't feel very well she's sick so what do you think about this whole thing Kirsten about like paranormal unity do you think it's possible at all I think it's possible but it's a long ways out what what exactly makes it a long ways out though let me find my nice words there are don't find your nice words this is the ectoplasm (laughs) show (laughs) there are a bunch of assholes in the world is basically bottom line, and they are all about climbing over somebody to get to the top and not reaching out and helping. And I think that that's a big part of it, too, is the fact that now, now it seems like everybody wants uh, some kind of fame and fortune, and you know, what they're doing is they're putting together their what they call, call the sizzle reel which is their best evidence and their best, you know, oh shit moments. They're throwing it together in a pretty little one to two minute package and everybody's shopping them to networks and things of that nature. Now, so therein lies the problem, maybe, is we're not, we've moved on from helping people, you know, genuinely helping people 
to how, how can we line our pockets with cash? <laughs> That's exactly it. There are so many people out there that think that it's you're, the... You're breaking up there. There are so many... Oh, whoa, there we go. Okay. There are so many people out there that just want... It's the mic cable. I have it. Oh, okay. That they are just looking for that, that fame. They all want to be Zach Beggins. I want to be Zach Beggins. I don't want you to be <laughs> Zach Beggins. <laughs> Jason's laughing. <laughs> oh. Or, you know, Grant and Jason out there, Ryan Buell. It's like, no, that's not. They made those shows. Okay, no, not Zach Beggins. Sorry for you, Zach Beggins lovers. I, I don't believe that his show is real and authentic at all. Okay. I think that Ghost Hunters started out that way. Haven't seen it in a while. I don't know what they're doing. And I think the paranormal state was along that line of wanting to be real. And I think that the higher ups got their hands in it way too much. And I think that's why we don't see paranormal state anymore. Well, you also have to understand, though, that there's there's always a product to sell. The network has something that they want to sell. There, there's always an agenda. Absolutely. They're trying to line their pockets. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's ultimately the problem is we're trying to i don't know i remember it is a fad now um jason do you remember watching ghost hunters ever yeah well it was the the only show i really followed and i i i I sat down and i watched the first episode i was so excited about it yeah i remember that and i feel i feel the same way as kirsten does that they started out I haven't watched any of those shows in a long time, but Ghost Hunter specifically started out, I believe. Yeah. The people, anyways, really were, they weren't faking anything. Or, but now I, I tell people that the stuff on Ghost Hunters now, in the last few years, that they turn out and say is, quote-unquote, evidence, right. they would have dismissed when the show first started. Then they did dismiss the same stuff when the show first started. And it's... Yeah, it's like what you were saying. I remember watching that show when it when it first started, and I was enthralled because I was like, "Holy shit, this is what I'm into!" And these guys are doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I remember clients of theirs, yeah, I mean, crying. You know, they were, I mean, terrified. Number one, number two, wanted to know if they were going crazy. I mean, these were people with actual problems, and they were knocking on their door, and they were helping them, or so it would seem. Yeah. You know, they were helping them. Well, and they had episodes, or parts of episodes at least, where they didn't find anything, and they didn't have a problem putting that out there. And I think that helps a lot. Like, and now, like nowadays, like I'm like you, I haven't really watched the show in a very long time. Um. I honestly, I think the last episode I truly watched was the episode where Grant announced that he was leaving the show. Um, but anyway, I, uh, you know, recently what I noticed was more of a trend of they were going to the the popular places, the bigger places, you yeah. know, the, and not necessarily doing any residential cases anymore. It was more or less just. Let's go to this big bad prison or, or battleship or whatever. They wanted the scary effect. Well, and I think maybe you're absolutely right. They wanted the scary effect. 
they wanted I don't know I maybe people were having a problem with the fact that they were not finding things and again not having a problem saying yeah this place is not haunted <laughs> you know yeah and I think maybe some people too many people might have had a problem with that I think I think more times than not places aren't necessarily haunted because it's not like they continue to come back all of the time and I think we've had this conversation before Josh is it the place or is it the people yeah that's a that's a big one too you know that's a whole other whole other ball of wax as if it's the people or the locations themselves that are haunted um and you know shit we could talk for days on that (laughs) yeah um, well, I think with, with the one of the it's not a problem because you want a competition, but there's always been a massive competition in the paranormal world because people feel like, oh, I could just get picked up for a TV show, and that's definitely the difference between the paranormal world and the, the bushcraft outdoor community that I was in. But yeah, that massive sense of competition, I think, is what drives a lot of the negativity. Because if you think you might be able to get a show, you don't want anybody else doing any better than you. So you have to try to tear them down. And maybe that's a big part of it. And, and now, of- as far as I know, most networks won't even consider looking at a paranormal show. So I don't think that that sense of competitiveness should necessarily still be there. Right. And it's... Yeah, it hopefully it starts to to die away because honest to god, like there are so many paranormal shows out there. It, it's honest to god hard to keep up. Whereas before we had like two main shows basically that we that were out there. It was like Ghost Hunters, Paranormal State, and that was really it until Ghost Adventures came on the scene. Yeah. And then it all went south. Well, yeah. I mean, honest to God, like everything, that's when it started to really pick up speed and snowball, so to so to speak. Because there's a ton of money to be made on a network, for a network. But like, you know, for the actual people on those shows, they're making dick for money. I know this for a fact. They really don't make much. Yeah. Not not like not like people would think. It's a, it's almost uh, you're almost better off having just a regular nine to five. In all honesty. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, but it's, but that's not the only that's not the main reason why you would want to get a TV show. The money would be great, but the chance to go to certain places, you know, exactly. you know. You know. Yeah, the parks are having a show. It's not just the money, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean the chance to travel to all these places that have been on your your bucket list, so to speak, you know, forever. Like that would be a f- amazing. It also is a chance for you just to build your name because you could be just anybody off the street. That, sure. Oh yeah, I'm a ghost hunter. Well, then you become somebody. How many knew Zach Beggins before Zach Beggins was Zach Beggins? Right. Nobody. But now if you see something online and, oh, Zach Baggins is going to host this paranormal conference, bet your ass you're going to go if you're a parageek. Well, I get Like, that's just it. You say the name Zach Baggins and that conference would be sold out within seconds. I guarantee it. Exactly. Because he is who he is. But we've also seen other big names like that kind of 
shit right down their leg just because they use their name. I know I'm a great, (laughs) great person with my words. (laughs) Shit down their leg. <laughs> well, because he didn't piss it. It was way more than piss. Yeah, he he did more than piss it down. It's like he done. Yeah, he done lost all bodily function. You know, and now look at him now. Where is he? <clears throat> there's still people out there that would follow, but there's a lot of people that would have followed that now are going to say, "Hell no, I'm not doing anything." Right, and that's terrible, honestly. But and that's part of your para unity, right? There is who do you want to piggyback with, and who do you want to trust and endorse? Well, and the problem is there's also a lot of what seem to be, I use the term charlatans, you know, fakers, especially in this field. um, I think it might be easier for them. You know, I could claim all day that I'm a psychic, you know, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's something that's always been there. Exactly. But that's been there forever. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, forever, or, you know, 200 years. I mean, it was really bad at the end of the 1800s with people in the spiritual community. Then they would screw everybody to make a buck. Exactly. Houdini I mean, dedicated part of his life to debunking those charlatan friends. Which is badass, too. <laughs> Which is very badass that he kind of stood up for everybody. So, and I know Aaron Houdini now does the exact same thing. So, okay, I didn't know that. He is very active in just debunking anything that comes his way, <laughs> which is very, very cool. Yeah. What is that noise? I don't know. It's but the microphone, I got it. You both have mentioned debunking a couple times just within the last minute and a half. Right. And I think that's another thing is a lot of people now it's not, oh, I'm a paranormal investigator. They're not going with that. They're saying, oh, I debunk. They're using that as giving them, giving those other people, you know, your fans, whatever, your followers, that like reassurance that you're not trying to pull one over on them. That you're always trying to debunk. And I think that's where a lot of the para-hate comes from. Because they don't have their own debunkers, or what? Well, because it's always I'm um, trying to debunk every little thing. It's like sometimes it's just it can't be explained. Now, when we go out, we try and figure out every possible angle angle that it was. Was it the wind? Right. Was it a cricket? You know, depending on where you are, there's situations that it could be a variety of things. But then, as soon as someone else steps in and they try and debunk, maybe an, from an angle that you didn't think of. Or that you already thought of, it kind of gets under your skin, and you start to think, "Well, fuck you!" You know, who are you to tell me that? <laughs> yeah, it, you're absolutely I mean, right. You said on one of your last podcasts that um, any piece of evidence that you had, you had to be there in order to believe it. Yeah, it's like a bad location joke. You had to be there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. When. Your friends are snickering behind you. And they're like, oh, what's so funny? Oh, you just had to be there. It's the exact same type of thing. And that's what sucks. Is you're trying to... It's understandable. It is understandable. But it's like you're trying to paint this picture for people because you really want them to see this evidence or, or hear this evidence or whatever. And it's so hard. So... 
we're also very untrusting as just a society in general. There's been so many things. I mean, how many people right now could say that they 100% trust the president? You know, I, right. I know there's tons of people that would say, hell no. Look at everything that's gone on. So why wouldn't you second guess every little thing? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fixing levels on microphones and shit. <laughs> Keep going. No, you're fine. Just don't hack up that lung. Sorry, I tried not hacking in the microphone. But, you know, so it's kind of our nature to want to debunk everything. But at the same time, when it's supposed to be your colleague, then you're like, right. screw you. I'm like, screw you anyway. Well, it's because you're no, an I'm asshole. Joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> But everybody has those certain people that no matter what you post, they are right on it within seconds. Oh, yeah. Trying to be a jerk. And you know that they're trying to be a jerk. And then when you do have that legitimate person just asking a question. Honey, I literally have handfuls of jerks. I know. There's one that specifically comes to mind that I would seriously love to punch in the balls. But Just for not, fun. But it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it because this particular person has done absolutely nothing <laughs> with, so funny. with their life. I mean, not even You're in the paranormal so field. <laughs> You're so funny. But they are so adamant on... It, Josh could post, oh my God, the sun is shining. And this person jumps on, fuck you, it is not. You're such a douchebag. Yeah. But there will be people like that no matter where you go in any field. Right. Hey, I love you, by the way. That's my two cents. more prevalent in our field. I mean, I know it's that way in everything you do. Yeah. I think that there's a a larger amount of that going on in our community than there should be, for sure. Absolutely. I want to know, you know, like doctors, specifically like surgeons, you know, they go through extensive training and things like that, and it's a very competitive process. I wonder if they're dickwads to each other, too, though, to this extent. I don't know. They, they have to write, you know, they write peer review papers and stuff, and I'm sure they get ripped apart. I don't, I don't I'm know. Sure. I'm not in that field, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I totally agree. I'm going to talk to some surgeons. That's what I'm going to do. Be like, hey. <laughs> How big a dickheads were your classmates? <laughs> but for them, think about all the malpractice suits that they have to go through. I mean, for a surgeon. No, absolutely. How many times? So it's kind of the same thing where it's not necessarily a, a co-worker, but it's somebody out there judging them, thinking it's, they could have done better. It's still a colleague. <laughs> you know, absolutely. So yeah. what I want to do now is I want to I move off of this, this topic I'm going to get the fuck off this topic. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about something uh, that, Jason, that you brought up earlier also. Um, and go ahead and introduce it, man. Like, the the strange the strange noises. Oh, the trumpets. And yes. The, uh, <clears throat> the videos of people out and just it sounds like they're coming from the sky. And I'm sure it's like anything else in this field we didn't talk about. You kind of have to be there. But these things are pretty impressive. And just the sounds alone, when you hear them, at least for me, it gave me goosebumps because there's nothing that it could be than what it 
I mean, there probably there might, there might be, but they definitely sound like trumpets, and they definitely seem impressive to me. It's it's weird too because yeah, it's like these people are just. In, in some of the videos that I've seen, it's like they're literally doing nothing outside. They're just outside. They're doing their thing. And all of a sudden, there's this, uh, you know, there's trumpets, like what sounds exactly like trumpets blasting from like w- what seems to be just nowhere in the sky. And, and it almost sounds like, oh, I mean, they call it trumpets because that has to do with the biblical. Uh, representation of that, but the ones that I've heard almost sound like an entire horn section. Exactly. I'm like, it's not just like one trumpet or anything. Like, this stuff has depth to it. And it's the sound, even it comes through, even on like the crappy videos, the sound quality of the deepness of the bass and the... Right. And the the sounds, and I mean, I can't think of anything... That else it would sound like, or like maybe trains or something. But I don't, I've heard plenty of train yards, so I don't think it's anything like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a train, honestly. Um, it's it's so weird. But like you said, um, it you know it gave me goosebumps as well, to the point where, I mean, it was almost immediate that I had the goosebumps. Yeah. Thinking then to myself, initially my mind just went straight to, uh, that's God, or that's an angel, or, or something. You know, that's something way beyond us and very spiritual in nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, music, music has an effect on people uh, emotionally, and this definitely was like music in that sense that you felt right away how you would feel hearing that yes like it, it there seems to be a purpose behind that to make everybody feel whatever yeah. dread or 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 whatever i think you know anyways but that is absolutely crazy 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 stuff now what are people saying about this well it, it actually ties in for the most part to um uh, part in Revelations, where the angels blew the trumpets, I think seven times, maybe. Yeah, from the corners of the sky. The, and Yeah, to herald the coming of the start of Armageddon. Right. That the trumpets would blow, that the four horsemen would come in, and then the uh, Antichrist would be revealed. It's been a long time since I've read through Revelations, but I'm pretty sure that's the steps I may be missing some stuff in there. Yeah, but that's definitely the the gist of it. Because I remember reading that as well. I mean, I was like 13 years old reading that specific book in the Bible and scared shitless. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird to me because every every generation, I'm, I'm sure, goes through the exact same thing. Probably dating back to God knows how far back. But they're always like, you know, the end is near. It's, you know, he's coming. He's coming. Soon. And another generation comes and it's, oh, he's coming. He's coming soon. And another generation comes. But that was truly, I mean, it wasn't necessarily disturbing, but it definitely shook you hearing these things. 
So I I would totally damn near hop on board with that just from my initial feeling from watching these the videos. Now I have heard and read a few things of what people that don't think that the trumpets think they might be. Mm-hmm. That the natural causes, as in um, some kind of skyquake or uh, something happening in the earth and that sound is bouncing off of the atmosphere. Like a natural <laughs> harmonic type thing? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know about that. So what the fuck, uh, what is a skyquake though? Like, I've never um, even guess, heard I, that. I've heard the term. I don't really know the the details on it, but it's basically where the air vibrates. Wow. Uh, almost like an earthquake. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of that, though. Um, again, it's all possible, you know, I would say. It's really... Uh, really spot on for the sound of instruments though yes it is like it definitely sounds like like brass <laughs> like some kind of brass instruments are are playing these notes um and again it's it's weird it's so weird i would encourage everybody to like go and look look these up um on like youtube i know you can find them on youtube um yeah. and things like that because they're absolutely fascinating um and i don't know man like if if you actually were outside uh you know you're whatever you're kicked back in the backyard uh drinking a beer or whatever and you heard that <laughs> like what would your initial reaction be i think for the most part for most people i know it would be for me is just basically stand there and listen and wonder what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. I I don't know. You, you wouldn't, like, you couldn't just dismiss it, even if you don't think it's the coming of the devil or whatever. You wouldn't just dismiss it. Right. And like, oh, that, you know, those crazy people over there, I'm just going to go inside and, you know, <laughs> not pay attention to these crazy sounds in the sky. Oh, you goddamn kids and you music. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think honestly I would drop my beer I might poop my pants but then I would I don't know I don't know what I would do because honestly I think my mind would go right back to what I just said like it's something angelic it's something godlike because I have read revelations you know and that's, I think, initially where my mind would go. But I don't know. That is where, um, you know, I'm not necessarily a religious person, but uh, I've re- I have read Revelations. It's been years. Sure. That's the first thing that popped into my head when I first saw the first one. I mean, of course, the video already kind of prefaced that in the title. But... Right. Yeah, they're going to kind of set it up a little bit. Um, now... I'm trying to think. There was some other weird type of noise going on, and it, it might have been. People claim that. Now, this gets into a little bit of like conspiracy theory and things like that. That people are saying that um, there's a certain location, and I don't even remember where. It's somewhere in the United States, and that the government can control the weather 
using the this. Tarp in the, Alaska. That's it. That's it. Now, doesn't that emit some kind of a, a noise as well? That people I don't are know hearing? if it necessarily emits a noise, but I can think that, you know, a noise is just frequency, and this thing is a huge antenna array that sends out frequencies. So sure. who knows how it could be bouncing around the planet? Mm, that's very true. My God. So, yeah. Now, so are there any other people out there that are saying things like, oh, it could be this or it could be that, or is it pretty much just like it could be like the skyquake thing that we discussed earlier? I mean, are there any other ideas out there? Um, I mean, it's the same with anything with opinions. You know, there's all kinds of people that think it's aliens and, uh, you know, it's their ships. Sounds from their ships coming into the atmosphere. Shit. It's just all, you know, how theories go. Everybody's going to have a different theory on it, and they're always going to be, um, what, I guess, crazy theories. I don't like using the word crazy because I don't think any theory <laughs> is crazy necessarily. Right, right. Because you're actually actively thinking of a theory for it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's. There's all kinds of different things that people think it could be. That's so crazy, though. I don't know. I'm definitely... I know I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to them all again. Like, I know that. And I'll probably get all scared. Like I told you earlier on the phone, I won't mention his name, but I was listening to a a big-name political talk show uh, one morning, and he always does politics... And he did a whole segment on these horns in the sky. And that's pretty that's pretty amazing too. Because I mean for for this person to actually get on on the air and then just actively talk about it. I mean, he's uh a Christian, correct? Yeah, he's he's fairly religious. Right. And now does he believe and that's how then? he approached it? Okay, okay. So he was kind of from the same camp than like what I'm sitting at almost. Yeah, he was putting it out there for people's opinions, but he brought it from a religious perspective. Mm-hmm. That's really amazing. What are you doing, sweetie? Facebook. Why do you? Are you looking for para haters on Facebook? Are you trolling? No, I know where to find them. Oh, okay. I was just curious. So, Jason, in your honest opinion, then, what do you think? What do you think they are? What do you lean towards? Mm, I definitely don't think they're skyquakes. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt they're coming from within the planet. Right. I've always approached all paranormal things personally, as in trying not to categorize something, even with ghosts. I yeah. don't try to say it's one certain thing in my mind so I kind of have to approach this the same way but I do I mean I don't I the, the best theory that I've seen and read about and that I that I've personally read about is the religious theory I mean I don't, I don't see any of the other theories being more plausible anyways than the religious theory well in you know earlier also when we were talking you brought up a good point you know you said you know Let's say, just as a hypothetical, um, 
that these are angels. They're blowing this trumpet. They're basically ushering in what we would consider to be the beginning of the the apocalypse, the rapture, so to speak. Now, there's a lot of people out there that you said then, you know, when we die or, you know, as far as angels in the afterlife are concerned, why the hell would they need really a concept of time? You know, yeah. their, their their concept of time would be completely different than what we would consider time. Well, I think even in the Bible, there was another show that I was listening to that had, you know, it was more of a, it was a late night show that had to do with this stuff. Anyway, so it wasn't a shock that they were talking about, but they had a caller call in and claimed that in the Bible itself, that it actually references um in some way, time and how it's different for angels than man. Wow! And that to them, the ten years or whatever it's been of us having people capture the sounds coming from the sky right. could only be like ten, fifteen, twenty minutes for them, and they're just you know letting us know. Yeah, it's, and, you know, it could it's be on another its way. twenty years before they actually whatever happens will happen but to them it could just be oh this is just the day that it happens exactly it's a really long time for us that is crazy to think about too that is very crazy to think about because you know like you said it could be a matter of seconds to them and decades for us yeah as they usher in the the rapture the apocalypse I don't know. It's the the idea of that, like after reading Revelations, like just that idea alone of living, trying to live through that is terrifying. Because I it, just had I just had a conversation with another friend, um, and he was telling me about a dream he had a few months ago that he's only he's had the same type of dream three times in his life. Most of them, are the last, the set, okay, so he, he's had them three times. The second time was over 20 years ago, but he had the same dream about a month ago, I think is what he said. Wow. And uh, in this dream, he's standing outside looking at the sky, and there's all kinds of weird lights all flying around. Mm-hmm. And then there's like thousands of people standing out there looking at it, and then one by one, people start disappearing. And he said in his dream, he knows that the people that are disappearing are the people that are being saved. Wow. And in all of the times before, all of the times before, if he, he called it zapped, if he got zapped, that meant he got to go up and to uh, be saved or whatever. The first time he had the dream, he didn't get zapped. The second time, he got zapped and woke up at that moment. The third time, the most recent one, he got zapped. And then there was 10 seconds of him, like he said that he thought he was in a spaceship. Whoa. But that dream, that stream, is is a lot like what uh, has been represented as the rapture. People would just disappear. You know, I always go back to uh, the book series. Was it Left Behind? Yes. I think is what it was called. And then they did a movie with Kirk Cameron, 
who's a very big religious guy. Um, and he did that movie. But then I was I was actually tooling around on Netflix the other day. They made another Left Behind movie, this time starring Nicolas Cage. And I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've yet I to watch seen it. That, but I've, I've seen that online. I think it's on Netflix, actually. Yeah. And I, I have yet to actually watch it. I tried to watch it, and I actually, I fell asleep. Uh, not because I was bored or anything like that. It was, I because think it was like Nick one. Cage. Yeah, because it's Nick Cage, and I was just like, I'm over you. <laughs> but I think it was like one or two in the morning, and I was just completely wrecked. So, But I'm definitely going to look into that. Because, you know, the book series I thought was good. But I, I remember specifically, you know, how your friend described it being zapped. You know, I remember uh, people were just disappearing and their clothes were stacked in a very neat pile, folded, you know, in a in a neat pile, yeah. wherever they were at their desks or on the seat of a bus or whatever. And I'm like, good Lord, that's that's crazy. It's an interesting approach to it, <laughs> you know, but that's interesting, though, especially for him to have the same type of dream and I mean, for it to go over the course of decades now. Um, Each time he was in a different place, but the, the things in the sky were the same, and there was always thousands of people around him. Wow. And some people were disappearing or being yeah. zapped, like he and said. And there was the general sense in his mind, you know how it is when dreams. Yeah. He knew that the people getting the disappearing were being saved so to speak. Sure, sure. It was a good thing to go. Even though you don't know what was going to happen, it was a good thing to be taken or whatever. Absolutely. Well, I mean, even if a quarter of what the Bible says will happen is accurate, um, that in itself is terrifying. Because it's... Yeah. It doesn't sound like any fun whatsoever. Um, but yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a very, I don't know. I would consider myself a Christian. However, I'm not, you know, an avid church goer or anything like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I definitely believe in God. I just don't necessarily believe all that the Bible has to say sometimes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because the Bible, the Bible does say a lot of shit. It really does. Um, I have a book. I mean, the first book of the Bible has people sleeping with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. um, And this person begat this person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of begatting going down. But uh, I don't I got a book coming out in a couple weeks, you know, like Ghosts in the Bible is basically, you know, what I'm calling it. Um, But it's jacked up. Like some of the shit that the, the, the Bible does say. Like, if you were to take the Bible in verbatim, take it word for word, it, it flat out says, you know, like, slavery should be condoned and we should never eat shellfish. Well, yeah. come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's bizarre shit. It's just weird, weird things. And there's a lot of contradiction in the Bible as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. There really, really is. So. Well, that's because it's a book written by man, not by God. Exactly. It's an interpretation. Written by a bunch of different people interpreting the same thing. Yes, of a, you know, of a dead language. 
That's it. You said it was written by man. That's the problem. Oh, enough of you. Did you hear her, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I'm going to turn that microphone off, Missy. <laughs> Enjoy turning me off while you can, honey. <laughs> Men are speaking right now. You go back to your Facebook. No, I'm joking. I will, which Jason deleted me from. Uh-oh. He goes, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, you deleted me. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that. What? She says you deleted her from Facebook. She's she's all pissy right now. <laughs> no, oh, I, I didn't do it on purpose. See? Yeah, I thought we were friends here, Jason. Come on. <laughs> and Facebook says it all. Facebook says it all. Yeah, Facebook has everything to do with everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And see, that's another problem that we have just as a society today is we don't, we don't get our news... From from any type of news media, we get it from Facebook. We get it from our quote unquote news feed <laughs> from Facebook. Yeah, that's that's where our news comes from, which is it's very sad. <laughs> well, we spend more time sitting there looking at that in our devices and plugged in, and yes, we can see things from around the world, but we're getting more and more away from feeling the environment around you you know that's a very good point i i specifically remember being i mean i graduated in the year 2000 which means i was basically the very last class to ever graduate not knowing what social media was yeah i was a free class of 2000 as well so you know we were basically you know in this last class before social media really got like speed really gained any speed um and you know there was like the myspace and the facebook and things but you know you and i had a different high school experience than what high schoolers today have we we weren't plugged in i remember Going into the doctor's office, just for an example, going into the doctor's office when I was about 13 or 14 years old and striking up a conversation with a complete fucking stranger for a good 15 or 20 minutes, more or less small talk, but we were chatting, passing the time. Now, I literally just a few weeks ago took my daughter to a doctor's appointment. Nobody in the waiting room, and I swear to God there was at least 30 people in this waiting room. Nobody said a word to anybody. Everybody's heads were bowed as if they were just freaking worshiping these little devices that we all have. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's actually people out there that have theorized that the mark of the beast is actually a cell phone. It doesn't have to be a mark on your body. It could be something that everybody has. Sure. And that is definitely something that everybody has. For God's sakes, I, I could point out third graders that have cell phones they're in fucking third grade man in my entire life still doesn't have a cell phone he never did and he's not an older person right I I remember if you if you want to get a hold of me and just leave a message type of thing (laughs) and I'll call you when I get back home (laughs) I remember those days and that was kind of crazy. Kind of freaking crazy. But yeah. 
I don't know. We we've discussed a lot of shit tonight, and I yeah. enjoy this. I enjoyed it a lot. I did too. I did too. Um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap the show up. But for anybody out there that wants to get a hold of us, um, if you have a a question uh, for either Jason or even Kirsten or myself, um, you can go ahead and reach out to us at. Uh, Ectoplasm show at gmail.com or at Ectoplasm show on Twitter um, and then Ectoplasm show on Facebook as well. After, after, <laughs> it was a nice segue into all of our social media outlets there after we get done talking about. <laughs> it's the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast, but get a hold of us, please. <laughs> Uh, maybe just the Gmail one. How about that? Just don't show up yeah. at my front Gmail's door. Gmail's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just, just email it. That'll be easy. <laughs> Screw the Twitter and all that stuff. But I tell you what, until next time, everybody stay safe and be well, and we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace. <laughs>